Yo, what's up? It's I'm gonna kick it with mine, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it right here? Here we go. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. It's time for the February 3rd edition of the Church Information and Open Forum Show with your host, the Reverend Marion Barnett Sr. Reverend Barnett is a soldier on the battlefield for civil rights, human rights, and social justice. And he's been fighting for over 40 years. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be a great month. What do I mean? And why am I saying this about this month? Well, It's African American History Month. And we're going to celebrate the contributions of African Americans to this country. And secondly, it's Pledge Drive. And you know how we do it. KNON is Radio Democracy in Action right here and right now. You, the listeners, are the ones who make the difference by calling in 972-647-1893 or pledging online at knon.org. We need your support for this show community and community radio. So take action, your action stars. KNON will lose shows this year due to those who do not make their pledge goals. Don't let church information and open forum be the next to go. Pledge now at 972-647-1893 or KNON.org. KNON, or people, is made up of people who love good music and love playing good music for our audience that loves to hear good music. All the KNON DJs are volunteers. The KNON DJs do their part by coming in each week and providing unique shows for you, the listening audience. We need you to do your part for your favorite KNON show right now by pledging at 972-647-1893 or KNON.org. Do you subscribe to a streaming service or satellite radio for content that you like? Well, those companies set the amount you pay for their services. Here at KNON, you, the listener, decide what you like and what it's worth to you. At KNON, we aim to earn your support show by show. Make your decision and send your play and make your pledge rather at 972-647-1893.
K-N-O-N has cool stuff for you, the coolest in Dallas radio. You can get your K-N-O-N shirt, your mug, your baseball cap, and more. Let everybody know that you get it and you support it. The voice of the people is made possible by the people seen wearing K-N-O-N stuff. And you should be one of them. Pledge now at 972-647-1893 or knon.org. All right. Let's light these phone lines up. And now we're going to talk a little bit about African American History Month. Uh, let's try something unique here. I'm going to give all the listeners an assignment. Okay? Now, what are you talking about? Well, I've picked out some flicks, some feature films that I would like our listeners to uh, to watch throughout the month. Okay? Now, why am I picking these films out? Because these films are going to refresh, reacquaint, uh, inform, reinform the listening audience on what African Americans have had to go through in this country since 1619. All right? All right, now the first film I want you listeners to view this upcoming week is 12 Years a Slave, okay? I want you to remember that title, 12 Years a Slave. And when you look at 12 Years a Slave, I don't want you to turn away and say, oh, this is too graphic. Oh, this brings back, uh, uh, rekindles memories. I don't want to think about it. You got to take it in this context. The people who were subjected to the kinds of treatment that you see displayed in 12 Years a Slave that actually happened couldn't turn away. They had to endure it. They had to survive it. So if you, all you have to do is watch it, it will re, it will re, how can I say it? it will reintroduce you to what African Americans had to do, had to, excuse me, go through during slavery. 12 years a slave, okay? Yes. Now, after you get through with that, the following week, I want you to look at Rosewood. And I'm sure uh, everybody within the sound of this station is familiar with Tulsa. But in Rosewood, Florida, the same thing happened. And again, you can't turn away. You can't say it's too graphic. Now, perhaps these films are a little bit too, how can I say it, much for your kids, your, let's say your elementary school kids and et cetera. But your high school kids probably need to see it. 
because they need to understand, particularly if they well, no, I don't want to rephrase that. When they're African-American kids, they need to see what their ancestors have gone through and everybody else's kids need to see what African-Americans were subjected to, okay? That's your second film. The third film for the third week is Eyes on the Prize. We're starting off at slavery and we're moving toward today. You will see the struggles of the civil rights movement. The Jim Crow era is on display. What did African Americans have to go through during Jim Crow? Again, you must watch. You can't turn away from it and say, oh, it's too graphic. And finally, the 1619 Project during the last week, and in particular, the last episode when they talk about reparations. Okay? So, again, first film, 12 Years a Slave. Second film, Rosewood. Third film, Eyes on the Prize. Final film, 1619 Project, the reparations edition. All right. Who do we have on the phone, Pierre? Uh, Eddie's on the line one. Good morning, Eddie. Good day, Mr. Leon. You got the whole world in your hands. I thank you. And that's the way I look at it, not just the celebration of what African Americans have done, but what the African people have done. We are the first people to move about on this planet. Mm -hmm. And the inventions from transportation, architecture, science, medicine, on and on and on. Yes. We are the originators and the creators. Mm -hmm. Thank you for bringing this subject up. I'd like to have your opinion on it, please. You're absolutely correct. Just one thing, uh, also that plants black people a lot, is this so-called Christianity. Okay, what did you say? Something something dropped. Go back just a sentence or so and, and repeat what you said. Christianity. Okay, I got you. It's a stolen religion. Mm -hmm. Okay. We are the creators and the originators of everything on this planet. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I do mean everything. Right. Because mm -hmm. you've been given dominion if you believe and live in the will of God. Anything is possible. And I just want the whole wide world, black people, I'm telling you, I'm not talking about hate. Mm -hmm. We must not be hugging our enemies. Such a disgrace. We must be not what our enemy Yes. No, no. Something in the in the, in the call, call, call quality disappeared. He said we must not be what for our enemy. Hugging. Hugging. Okay. okay. Embracing. Right. 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 Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, you are absolutely correct. And not all. Not only are you uh, speaking your opinion, uh, anthropologically and archaeologically. Uh, the anthropologists and the archaeologists would say, will tell you that the evidence is that the Homo sapien began in Africa and migrated to other parts of the world. Is, is, is that correct, Eddie? I would say that black people, indigenous to the whole planet, mm -hmm. we didn't just come there, we've been there. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. That's right. People in Jamaica are just as black there 
before the so-called slaves came as they were after they came. Okay. On and on and on. Okay. And we, you know, there's a lot of disputes. This plant, for instance, Haiti, is still paying plants. Revelations. Oh. Okay. I could go on and on about this, but the bottom line is they don't want us to have anything that brings life better. Oh. And they have have not changed their attitude. And mm. these people running falls like this, this, this uh, Indian woman. Oh, my God. Coming out the side of her neck about everything. <laughs> anyway, I'm not sure that there are a lot of other people that want to speak. And you mean the lady that's trying to run for president? Yeah, that lady. Oh, okay. Uh, Nimrata. Her name is not Nikki. Her name is Nimrata. Okay. But why would you change your name? Oh, because you're doing like, um, what can I think? Uh, Rafael Cruz. Yes. You're doing that because you are trying to... um, as we used to say in the, in the, uh, back when I was a kid, you're trying to pass. Come on now. <laughs> Every person, we, I look in that movie also, Imitation of Life. Uh, if they have not seen it, we need to see it, everybody. Right, and there was another movie about the, the black lady who was married to the white guy, and he didn't know she was black. I can't remember off the top of my head what the name of that movie was, but Pierre was looking at me like, what the heck do you mean by passing? Well, <laughs> you, you, you're a mixed race person, and so you can, uh, what's the word? You can not masquerade, you can, you can fool them into thinking that you're not black. And there's a better word for it, for, but, for right now, that's that's the best way I can. I can uh... It's the truth, and I'll shut up. <laughs> if you're white, they say you're all right. If you're brown, stick around. If you're yellow, you're good. Color. If you're red, you get ahead. If you're black, get back. <laughs> okay, thank you for your call and comments. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. We're still doing pledge drive, so uh, you know. Uh, you get perks for pledging. So when you call in with your tax deductible pledge, you ask Red Ghost, what can I get for my pledge? And he'll start telling you what you can get. You start off with your K-N-O-N koozies and your your K-N-O-N ballpoint pens and you go all the way up to the elite music sponsors and uh, you start off here but $30 and you go up and each time you step up you get a better perk so don't forget to ask Red Ghost our pledge taker about what you can get for your tax deductible pledge alright who do we have next Pierre Imani on uh, line 2 good morning Imani good morning brother I'm doing great it's African American History Monday's pledge drive. Yeah, I know. I came in fact I came in last week. Thank you, Dave Chaos. I brought him a hundred for you and a hundred for the other show. And um I, I've been doing this for years, man. And I don't even put I put my money where my mouth is. I don't wanna lose the station. Right. And we gotta we gotta support our own people 
And I want to step down. I know we don't have much time to say anything, but I want to special shout out to Dr. Freddie Hayes. Go ahead. Congratulations. It was good to see Jesse and all of you guys in Dallas. And I want to tell Dr. One more. Mr. Brother King at Junior Black Academy, thank you for having uh, invited me last night. But uh, we have to uh, start uh, reading books. I got a whole library. Mm-hmm. And this is not a CRT. It's nothing about critical race theory. Mm-hmm. Life is not a theory. It's the truth. Yeah. And and the brother before me, once we know the truth, it will set us free. Absolutely. Sign 832. So what we doing, talking real fast, brother, we have to take care to, to don't talk all the station. We need to support the station. If we don't, it's going to be like the other stations in a couple of months because other people that support their own are going to take over the station. It's mm-hmm. that simple. So, just a real, real short, I have a book here. I'm going to get you a book. Uh, Dr. Todd Anderson just sent me one. Just pray for him, too. Dr. Joanne Anderson and Dr. Boss Watkins. YouTube them. Dr. Boss Watkins. And listen to what they said. We have to start loving, respecting, and trusting one another. If we're going to survive this, this, you know, especially as God said, let's make America like it was in 1830s again. Mm-hmm. So, uh-huh, I can't see it on the radio, but I want, it's very dangerous out here. And I'm, I'm concerned about this guy that fall off the plane all the time. He can't talk. You know, grab a little girl, <laughs> put it on his lap. <laughs> so I'm talking real fast to say to people. Call in and put your plans up because this this is the day to show show the station that we 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 care about our own people and we're not just here trying to use the intellectually superior. Absolutely, this station real bad. So I'm gonna play. I play to another hundred this month. I'll bring it to you. I like to come here, come on court road. But I'm gonna let you, go, brother. I know some more people gonna call in behind me. And, and and somebody gonna be envious and jealous and distrustful like Willie Lynch and call and and I do me I two hundred dollars last month I want to see what you gonna do today brother thank you for taking my call well uh, Imani you said something very important you're putting your money where your mouth is right and I put my money where my grandchildren is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh uh yeah, you 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 pledge and then you talk. And then you talk. And then you pledge. And uh we thank you very much cuz Pierre says we got a break. So uh I love y'all. I love you. Ain't nothing you can do about it. Okay? All right. 9726471893 is the number. This is KNON. The Church Information and Open Forum Show, the most powerful show on the radio. And we'll be right back. Yo, what's up? I'm going to kick it with the line, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it like Here we go. And we're back with more of the most powerful show on the radio. The Church Information Open Forum Show with your host, the Reverend Marion Barnett Sr. And we just want you to keep Sending in those pledges, 972-647-1893, because as Imani said, we are standing strong, holding the banner against some of these right-wing stations that you hear that all they talk about is making America great again, and on and on and on, they don't want diversity, equity, inclusion, 
history is critical race theory and on and on and on, but here at KNON, we are standing for the truth. We're standing for the reality that African-American history is American history. And don't mischaracterize actual historical fact for some type of, uh, what do you say, making people feel uncomfortable. Well, how do you think the people that had to undergo those conditions felt? All right, uh, who do we have now, Pierre? Black Hawk is on the line too. Good morning, Black Hawk. Well, Bernadette, I'm a southbound nation. I'm in your city's place, the place is filled with America. People are like zombies. Please come over here. Lots of zombies, please. Man, I'm not praying. Come over here. Uh, Black Hawk, kind of slow down a little bit so we can kind of hear you a little okay. bit better. Okay, so, let me talk. Let me talk. This place is owned by Nazis. Right. It used to be South Dallas Nursing Home, a black family owned, and now Nazis had it. Baby. People look like zombies over here. We were living in all kinds of feces over here. Try to kill me, man. Come over here. 3808 South Central Expressway been here for years. Y'all see this building now. That clears the line for call and comment. 972-647-1893. Who do we have next, Pierre? Brian is on line two. Good morning, Brian. He just hung up, uh, hung up the phone, so... Okay, Brian, you going to call us back? Yeah. Okay, who can we bring up next? So right now, uh, Red Ghost is He's taking, uh, taking a some pledges. Okay. Yes. Now, uh, yeah, we want to talk about a couple of African-American things. I was shocked uh, about the three servicemen that were killed in Jordan. They were all African-Americans. And I'm saying to myself, well... I was a little bit more, how can I say it, put at ease when I saw that there were more um, other people, other casualties. But you had two African-American ladies and one gentleman who were killed. And I said, hmm, that's disconcerting because uh, you, you guys, did like adventure films and you when you look at uh, Indiana Jones The Dial of Destiny the latest version of the Indiana Jones series you know I was looking at it and you know it, it always has its roots in Nazi Germany and World War II and the conflict between the Axis and the Allies okay so this was this takes place in maybe the 60s the early 60s this scene where the Nazis had a hotel room in New York because, you know, a lot of them were brought to the United States for their technological and scientific knowledge. So, however, this group was still, how can you say it, supportive of the Nazi uh, cause, as, as uh, one guy <laughs> said the other day, I was listening on a show, he said, uh, the people don't support the person that's running for office. They support the ideology, the philosophy. 
I said, oh, okay, that's a good way to put it. Well, these people still supported the ideology, the philosophy of the Nazi party. And they were sitting in a room waiting on room service and the black guy comes in there and he's, you know, he's a waiter. He's the room service person that rolls the food in there. And the, the Nazi scientist looks at him with this expression on his face that you could say, he said, he's going, what's going through his mind? Hmm, anger. So instead of saying that, which he knows would have been inappropriate, he says, you know, did you fight in the war? The guy says, yeah, I was in the XYZ division, you know, regiment, et cetera, et cetera. And he, the Nazi guy looked at him and he said, did it get you where you wanted to go? <laughs> and the guy looked at him like, you weren't supposed to say that. And so my point being, you know, when African-Americans go overseas and lose their life for this country, they're not supposed to come back. And when they go into their neighborhood, it looks like they, the place that they just left or why does my, why does my primarily uh, neighborhood of color not look like the other side of I-30? But I went over there and fought and lost my, you know, and gave my life. And I come back to a country that, well, it's obvious the masses of African-Americans don't have the same resources. So, you know, that kind of got me. So do we have a colleague up here? Concerned citizen on line three. Okay. Concerned citizen on line three. Concerned citizen, good morning. Look, every voice and sing, <laughs> whatever. Happy Black Mystery Month. Happy Black Mystery Month. Leon, first of all, I want to say, funny. I don't know if you knew of, um, of, uh, the fact that Christianity is not our history, just want to throw that out first and foremost. But I gotta, I got, I wanna, I wanna make sure that you deliver a message for to me, to what to Miss Arnold for me, please, because I know you don't like for us to dialogue with with, with those people because they're superstars, to y'all. But the <laughs> dead point, the dead point. Whoa, wait a minute! Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! What? <laughs> Who, what makes you think I think they're superstars? You know, most of the time when, when they call, when they call uh -huh. and they come up around the show, you know, they, most people treat them like they're stars instead of servants. Oh, uh, okay. They servants just like preachers. Mm -hmm. So we're supposed to ask them questions, but, you know, y'all like supposed to do that. But that's okay. Mm -hmm. No problem. We'll see them in the street. But anyway, mm -hmm. when they come knock on the door and ask where you vote, you okay. know, talk to them now. But anyway, mm -hmm. I like to know, you, you know, he spent a lot of time with that dead part over in uh, uh, Oak Cliff. And I know Dwayne Carroll, where he started it off, but Dwayne is no longer uh, the representative. Spent a lot of time on what in Oak Cliff? That dead part. Okay, and can you, for the, for the benefit of the listeners, can you kind of like, where is that and what is that? The dead part is over there by the zoo. It is, has completed, they do have a lot of brick and mortar but they don't have any trees or grass over there so okay. we're just trying to figure out what you know the burn has already been passed for it to be made built and all that mm -hmm. 
I think, you know, probably come up with some more money to go ahead and give infrastructure. But it's just sitting over there. We just, you know, she comes on every week to talk about the bond. You know, what's going to happen with the deck point? You know, okay. white people have gotten their deck point downtown. Mm-hmm. They're trying to get another deck point. We're trying to get one in the southern sector. You know, what are they going to do with all this brick and mortar over there? And okay. the last thing I want to say, Ernest Walker, a good friend of ours, he passed uh, on last week. I don't know if you know Ernest Walker. Sometimes we call him the Batman. He uh he does a lot out in the community for the homeless. Mm-hmm. He passed away on last week, and I just wanted everybody to know that. And, uh, was that the gentleman on the motorcycle? Yes, he does ride motorcycle. Right, he was. I saw him on the news. Yeah, yeah, he actually does a lot in the community, and uh, mm-hmm. his wife ran for uh, Congress a couple of times. Jason okay. Walker. Okay. So I just want to put that out there and let everybody know he passed away. He's over at Golden, his remains is at Golden Gate, funeral home, and she hadn't made arrangements just yet, but that's where he he's at, at Golden Gate, and uh, as soon as we find out, we'll let you know, okay? All right, and we're looking forward to getting your pledge. We need your yes, help sir. as Absolutely. well as everybody else's. All right. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. Thank you for your call and comment. That clears the line, 972-647-1893. Uh, who do we have next, Pierre? Uh, Bill is online too. Good morning, Bill. Good, good morning, Leon. You have the whole world in your hands, Bill, and you know how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I, I, let me start off by seeing. I, I saw all those films that you're, the, the three films that, that you were talking about earlier. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And and uh, I, I could see where it make uh, it would make uh, uh, white people. Jerry heads and not want to see him, not even talk about him, uh, because it's you know it's it's, it's a good depiction of, of the truth, you know. Absolutely. And uh, and I did see the Indiana Jones. The only thing I remember about that film, mm-hmm. the only thing, is when that that Nazi told the black gentleman, well, "What has the, you know? Did he fight in the war?" And he mm-hmm. said, yes. Mm-hmm. And he said, "What did it get you?" Right. That's you know, what. I, that's exactly what I. There you go. Now you got it. That's what I said. Mm-hmm. It stuck with me to this day. Right. I mean, still, I've, I've seen it when it first came out last year. Whatever, <laughs> right. Or, you know, mm-hmm. and that's the only thing that I remember. That I don't care nothing about that film because I, uh, I'm a brown person myself. Right. And uh, and even immigrants have gone and fought in World War Two. My father fought in World War Two. Oh, okay. So what did it get us? What did it get us? Oh, uh, that's the point. You know? Mm-hmm. That's the what point. Did it get us? Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, the right, the right to be discriminated against. Right, you know, uh, mm-hmm. but it was, it was fine. We're, it was fine when we were in that foxhole, you know, protecting our, 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 our friends on, on the left. We didn't care what color they were. Right, you know, left and right. You know, mm-hmm. that's different. But when they come back here, they get indoctrinated. You know, uh, they, they teach their kids racism. You know, right, this okay. Not, mm-hmm. not, not born with. Right, know? and uh, and I'm glad you hit a nerve there when you, when you said when you talked about that film. You know, it. it kind of reminded me, he joked me a little bit and reminded me of, the, of, of that film, you know, what did it get us? Mm-hmm. Absolute, absolutely, the right to be discriminated against, that's all it got. <laughs> and, and, and still to this day, you know, and, and, and Nazi, Nazism has, is, is alive and well. Absolutely, now you go, now you, see, 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 that's why when Reverend Barnett says that KNON, that the Church Information and Open Forum show has the greatest listeners in the world because you are one of them and you 
are helping to spread the word on what's going on in this world? Well, I certainly try to do do my my, my, my little part here, you know, in, in doing that. But you know, that's why I support K and Win because it's the only voice out here. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you know, you you pass by, you, you listen to other stations and whatnot, the talk shows. It's absolutely amazing to me how ignorant the people that call in those shows are, and I, you know. <laughs> And you know how how racist they are, and they try oh. to cover it up with oh my, they try to cover it up with God, they try to cover it up with church and whatnot. You know that the, Amen. Uh, what the Bible says and this and that. You know if if they only knew where they come from, because they don't. You know we all come from from the original people, from black people. Those were the first people on earth. You know, the original God's original creation, and we all come from a God's original creation, and and and, and they're just ignorant to it because. Their forefathers get it from them and taught him, taught them racism, and mm-hmm. just keep on spreading. You know, and they try to sugarcoat it, right? Yeah. You know, they, oh, I've got, a, I've got a black friend, I've got a brown friend, I've got this friend. Yeah, but, you know, when when it comes time to stand up for that brown friend or for that black friend, you know, they're nowhere to be found. That's right. You know, and they get in that in voting booth behind closed doors or whatever, and it's not closed doors anymore. But get in that voting booth and that, you know, chunk. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. They vote for the for, for the most racist person they get. Yeah, and you know, and white, white women. You know, if it wasn't for black women, white women wouldn't have the rights that they have. Well, now they're doing it because they voted for the wrong person. You know, and uh, he took their rights away. He helped them. Rights away, and they they go happily in their lives. So I don't back. want to hear them grab grab anymore. Uh, you know, and, and and ride on the backs of black women and as far for for the rights. You know, and they, they just write their, ride their coattails, and then but they change their minds when they get in that booth. Mm. <laughs> but anyway, that uh, <laughs> I, it, it's, uh, I appreciate you listening to me, Leon, and and we got to keep K and O N on the air. That's right, because we've got nowhere nowhere else to hear the truth. Nope. Nowhere. Thank you very much for your call and comment and your pledge. Uh, nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three is the number. Uh, you know, KNON now will accept pledges on Cash App. If you got Cash App on your phone, you go to dollar sign capital K N O N radio R A D I O and make your pledge. On Cash App, you go to dollar sign capital K N O N R A D I O and you can make your pledge. So, bring it on in, because this is the voice of the people, where talk inspires action. And we'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? It's I'm going to kick it with mine, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it like Here we go. Well, it's time to make that change. People of the world today are fading. All of us have our ups and downs. You better think about it or you won't be around. And we're back with more of the most powerful show on the radio on the voice of the people, the Church Information Open Forum Show with your host, the Reverend Marion Barnett Sr., where talk inspires action. Okay, uh, we want to thank you guys for calling in your tax-deductible pledges and keep it coming. Um, Let's talk about something that was really disconcerting and I didn't like this the new Snoop Dogg movie now what the 
What does that have to do with anything? Well, I couldn't even look at the first introductory graphic. Every other word was profanity, okay? And it was a story about Snoop coaching some young kids. And I'm saying to myself, when I work with high school kids, I am trying to get them to not use profanity. I'm trying to get them to express themselves intellectually, not with these profane tirades, the N word, the B word, et cetera, et cetera. And this has become acceptable in African-American culture. We need to have a paradigm shift. Our young kids need to stop cursing and start learning, okay? And I was shocked that, well, maybe I shouldn't have been shocked. <laughs> it was Snoop that he signed on to that and actually put his brand out there on that movie. And that's just not what our kids need to see. He's not a good role model for our kids because our kids actually talk like that. Hang around a bunch of them for a while, and that's what you hear. And you'll say, wow, I didn't know they talked like that. Yeah, that's the way they talk. And, you know, when, when you're at the high school level, the teachers are constantly trying to get them to stop talking like that. And in addition to that, you need to talk more about your academics. Because when you're in high school, you're one step away or four steps away from adulthood. So these years that you have to, you know, learn, you need to take advantage of them. Okay, do we have any callers, Pierre? Yeah, Yolanda is on the line too. You said Yolanda? Yolanda, yeah. Good morning, Yolanda. Good, good morning, everyone. Uh, how are y'all doing? Um, I, I just want to make a quick comment. Uh, it's sure. pledge time, and I try to always give when I know it's pledge time. Some Saturdays I don't get to listen because I'm either out doing something. So I, I want to challenge and ask everyone who loves to call in during election time, mm -hmm. who likes to take time, stay on the line for 30 minutes, talk about their success. All you elected officials, please call in and pledge or rather one that show. Amen. Because um, it's, it's important that uh, the pledges and donations come in. This mm -hmm. is how the show stay open. And I want to put that out there because I noticed today is pledge time. The lines are open. You can get in. But when election time comes, those of us who want to get in will have to wait and probably won't even be able to get in. Mm. So I want to get that there out the way. And I will be asking for open records to see who all pledge. And if I see those politicians that like to call in and take over the show, mm -hmm. I'm going to call them out. Okay. I think you should put action behind your work. And you can't keep calling them boy this show campaigning mm -hmm. and don't want to give a donation. Right. This is how he keeps his show going. Okay. Okay, I wanted to get out the, out the way. And then people often talk about, but I, he made a comment about our communities and black people and people dying that's sad about the soldiers. Our community looked the way it looked because of us. We have to stop blaming white people because we elect people to represent us. Mm -hmm. We don't hold them accountable. Okay. It is 2024. And oftentimes people call in that are Christians, so I'm going to blow in the Bible. We need to start looking at our Bible and being very honest and hold ourselves accountable. Mm -hmm. I am not a Republican. 
Okay. I don't spend all my time talking about Donald Trump and Greg Abbott. Okay. I pray because the Bible says pray for your appointed leaders. At uh-huh. the time he was the president, because while everybody's talking, if you don't keep praying, you make one wrong decision, it can wipe out the whole nation. Mm-hmm. I don't understand if so many people say they're Christian, but you want to judge somebody else. I don't question God. God knew that Donald Trump was going to be the president of the United States. Mm-hmm. God knows who's going to win. So God, is, you know, and we have these conversations with pastors and people in the community. You know, I'm not here to judge no one. Yeah, your ways may be evil, but I'm talking about coming out of Christians. These are Christians who got so many hateful things to say. You, you, you judge a person that's not doing nothing, doing the same thing that some of my black Mexican officials doing. You can't have it two ways. Mm-hmm. So okay. I think in 2024, people open their eyes and realize we are in a Some of us, I say us, although I'm not in this situation, it's because of us. We're supposed to be looking out for the poor, those who can't help themselves. But you keep voting people in office time and time again, and you expect your community to change. It's the same. Mm-hmm. You keep doing the same thing over and over. And lastly, I want to talk about redlining. I hear people use that very, very wrong to me. What bank is going to give you money, loan you money, your credit score is low, you don't have the means to pay it back? Mm-hmm. That's not redlining. That's poor credit, poor financial management. When I got older and I kept my credit score up, I got a, got a good job. You there? Hello? Oh, okay. Well, I don't know what happened, but we got disconnected. Yeah. Is that what happened? Uh, yeah, and she, she can call us back because um, she made a pledge and uh, Red Ghost, uh, need more, he needs more information, so. Okay. Yes. All right. And, uh, yeah, that that clears the line for calling comment. 972-647-1893 is pledge drive. I wanted to... Uh, address one of the things she said before she got cut off about um, how can you say it she said redlining Um, if you look at the color of law you read that book by Rothstein he talks about how policies and procedures were put in place by government to create the disproportionate financial situations that African Americans in particular have to fight through. Now, uh, as uh, Robert Petrie would say, some of the banks didn't make a single loan to a person in the Southern sector. Now, that is obviously discrimination because you know not you know somebody in the southern sector is qualifiable for a home loan or whatever not the whole entire section you know 10 million people or 5 million 500,000 people or whatever the number is I mean you didn't make a single loan south of I-30 that, I think that's what uh, we're trying to drill into because the Community Reinvestment Act says banks are supposed to loan in all areas of town, not just north of I-30. So, that's what we mean by that. Okay, uh, who do we have next, Pierre? All right, so next. Next is uh, Jimmy on uh, line three. 
Good morning, Jimmy. How you doing, Leon? I'm doing great. It's African American History Month, and it's Pledge Drive. All right, on. Uh, I just want to share something with you that we've seen on this news channel called Spectrum News. It's a cable channel. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they repeated. They repeated every thirty minutes. Okay. And they just reported last year that the state of Texas spent over twelve million dollars shipping the migrants all over the country mm. and they broke it down and they said each passenger on the bus cost $1,200. There's something going off in the background. Okay. Go ahead. Okay, can you hear me now? Yes. Go ahead. Hello? Go ahead. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay, did you hear what I said at all? Uh, you said something about Texas playing $12 million to bus migrants? Right. This is last year alone. Mm-hmm. And they said that each each rider on those buses that they transfer, the seat, they charge about $1,200 per seat. Whoa. So I'm wondering where all that money's coming from and who's getting paid because for that amount of money to fly somebody. And so it just doesn't make good financial sense. Mm. Twelve hundred dollars. That's per person, and you can see this on the Spectrum News. Okay, they repeat every every thirty minutes. Mm. Okay, that's interesting. So I just want to share that with with the listeners and you. Yeah, well, you know, maybe that's worth some of that twenty some odd billion dollar surplus that they had is being spent on. You know, state of Texas had a had a major size surplus that they had to try to figure out how to. Uh, distribute. And, well, I um, find it hard to believe twelve hundred dollars per person. I wonder who's getting a cut of each of us at twelve hundred dollars. Well, I mean, you know, they used to have the seven hundred dollar toilet seat. You remember that? Oh yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, Hello. You go, I just wanted to tell you about that. Let you know. All right. Thank you for your call and comment. That frees up a line. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three is the number. Uh, who do we have next, Pierre? Renzi on line four. Uh, what is this? Is it kind of an echo or something that I'm hearing? Hello. All right, Randy, go right ahead. Right, yeah, it's gone. Okay. Uh, Randy, go ahead. $1,200 ticket. I, I'd almost have to see documentation to believe that. I'm not saying he ain't telling the truth. But sometimes we get carried away explaining our situation that oh. uh, the fish gets longer. Okay, well, he said he said it's on Spectrum News, and I've seen Spectrum News. I think you can pick it up, uh, what do you call it, in the air. But okay, uh, so if you have Spectrum Cable, you can pick it up. Spectrum News, are they showing the receipt? That's what I want to know instead of just saying <sighs> something about it. Uh, let's see. Now, how do we, how do we address that? Uh Normally, uh huh. Information Act to allow you to be able to see what. The let me let me let me let me Google up Spectrum News and see what I can find. Give me so I can find an answer for you. I'm gonna try to find you an answer. Go and go ahead and talk while you while I'm looking. I I, I can look that up, but you can too if you want to. Oh okay. But, you know, and I want to touch on a couple other things that are said. Sure. I, I, y'all hear me all the time complain about our 
a judicial system, our government set up, and this what kind of what this radio shows for us. People call in and complain about the situation. Uh, sometimes we come up with solutions. Sometimes we just complain. Just like the issue about Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. Let's just say in the hypothetical world that the Nazis, Germany, let's just say in the hypothetical world that Germany won World War II. Mm-hmm. And they ended up controlling the whole world, mm-hmm. even America. Mm-hmm. Do you think the black man would have been treated any different than the Jewish man in America under the Nazi rule? Would have been treated any different than the Jewish man. Uh, the black people would have probably been treated the same as Jewish people. Is that yeah, what you mean? Been sent, yeah, they would have been sent to the gas chamber is my guess. Probably. Right, okay, all right. Okay, so so that statement about what did it get you, it probably got you, if you fought in World War II, come back to America, you're probably in a better situation in 2024 mm-hmm. as a minority in America, which kind of sucks. But you're a better situation. Well, hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You got to stop right there. I got to stop you right there. You said kind of sucked. Okay. Jim Crow was not like kind of suck. Okay. So there's no there's no equivalency. That's a false equivalency. Kind of sucked to Jim Crow. Okay. It was life and death. That's the way it was. And it took a civil rights movement to uh, begin to allow black people to live as first-class citizens after all the stuff they've done for this country. Okay? Now go ahead. Okay. And my last comment is, why do we not talk about, we act like slavery ended in the Emancipation Proclamation. Mm -hmm. We act like that's when slavery ended. Okay. But right now, over 600,000 people Mm -hmm. are enslaved in sub-Sahara Africa. Okay. Why there's over five million people mm-hmm. enslaved in 2024? Okay, why you want me to answer the question? Right now, why do we not? Why do the uh, civil rights leaders? Why do the representatives of minority focus only on America and not the world? The world is really the issue. Mm-hmm. America gets the trickle down of the effect. We in America, all of us, minorities, white people, whatever, we are benefiting from slavery still today. Okay. That's what needs to be talked about. Okay. How can we stop slavery today? Okay, now. And I'll hang up, and let, unless you got something to say to me, I'll hang up. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, was, I had something to say. Uh <clears throat> When slavery ended in 1863. In America. Yeah. We had to start with America. Okay. No, it started, they started uh, outlawing uh, slavery in Europe. Okay. Go ahead. All right. Uh, Okay. All right. Okay. Now, when slavery ended in 1863, right? Go ahead. This was in America. Right. Right? Okay. America had no influence. Go ahead. Go ahead. America had no control over what happened in Africa. They didn't have any control. They didn't have any control over what happened in England. They didn't have any control over what happened in France. So there was slavery in all the European countries, colonization, etc. Okay? So, 
over time, African Americans were able to obtain some rights, but but you, you mean but I'm not giving being allowed to finish. The okay, go ahead. You mean African Americans were eventually able to obtain the presidency? Okay, now can I respond? Yes, sir. The president of the United States is only one man. What we're talking about is equality and equity for the masses. Okay? That's what we're shooting for. We're not shooting for one person to have a house in Beverly Hills that's black. Okay? We're shooting for everybody who has, who has the ability, the opportunity, etc., to be able to get a house in Beverly Hills. The masses of people. Just like you say, it's going on in Africa. Well, there are things here in America that are still going on that we are trying to uh, uh, get equality. Okay? Access to the financial system. Reparations. Because when you look at Rosewood, you will see how those people had their own town and it was burnt down and they have not recovered financially, economically because they didn't have the wealth, the assets to pass down to generations. Okay? Now, I got other callers. And you know you can call back. You call all the time. And you're going to give us your tax-deductible pledge at 972-647-1893. Uh, who do we have next, uh, Pierre? So next, uh, we have Tony on line one. But before we take a break, because it's already uh, 8 o'clock. Okay. And we're going to be back with the most powerful show on the radio, Church Information and Open Forum, on KNON 89.3 FM, the voice of the people where talk inspires action. Yeah, what's up? It's I'm gonna kick it with the line, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it like Here we go. Well, it's time to make that change. And we're back for our number two of the most powerful show on the radio, the Church Information and Open Forum Show with your host, the Reverend Marion Barnett Sr., where talk provokes action. Okay, it's Pledge Drive. 972-647-1893 is the number. And, uh, you know, when you give your tax-deductible pledge, you also get some goodies. You can get a license plate frame, a 30-buck pledge, sunglasses, coffee. Uh, I've got two or three of those uh, K&ON aprons for $50 pledge. Baseball cap, $50. T-shirt, $50. Well, some ladies, you might like your Mardi Gras beads. You get two of those for $50. Uh, you get your long sleeve shirt for $60. You get your, well, like when they say canvas tote bag, I'm assuming that's a backpack. Is that right, Pierre? Canvas tote bag is a backpack. Like that? Yes, similar, yeah. Okay. And then you get your hoodie for 125 And then when you go up to elite music sponsor level for 500 you get all the K&ON benefits for a year. And you get two T-shirts. So when you give your tax-deductible pledges, we hook you up here at K&ON. 
647-1893 is the number. Keep those pledges coming on. Uh, we went to the Rainbow Push Coalition installation ceremony Thursday night where our Silver Tongue Orator, pastor of Friendship West Baptist Church, was installed. And the keynote speaker was the Reverend Al Sharpton. And he made an interesting comment about these preachers. He says a lot of them are cowards. They don't stand up for what's right. Coward's not the word he used. <laughs> this is the word I'm going to use. But that's what he meant. And, uh, you know, no backbone. You don't stand up for the rights of your parishioners, your congregation. You don't represent them. You know, when something happens in the community that ain't right, you ain't got nothing to say. You just pass the plate, let the choir sing, ride off in your Mercedes. And the conditions for your members, you don't have any input. You don't have any influence on the societal factors that create these conditions. That's what Reverend Al said. So do we have a call, Pierre, or is uh, uh, Rego still taking the pledges? So right now we still have uh, Tony on line one. And, uh, okay, let's go back he, to Tony. He, yeah, he's taking some pledges. Yeah. All right, Tony, go ahead. Good morning. Good morning. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Loud and clear. All right. All right. Um, first, I got three points to make. Okay. Like a, like a uh, lady said, you know, this program had Jasmine, Congresswoman Jasmine Crockett called in, mm -hmm. and who has uh, Trustee Max, Maxie, uh, I think it's him called in. Maxie Johnson. And, mm -hmm. and um, the Mayor Pro Tem called in, mm -hmm. you know, and then, and then you have the, the people in that district that call in. Mm -hmm. That's the beauty of this show is that, you know, there's dialogue and, 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 uh, and, uh, and, and, and that, that if there is, if, if there is misinformation or it's meant to be get out, mm -hmm. given out, that's the greatness of this show. So that's why I play it. Thank you very much. One. Thank you for number your pledge. Mm -hmm. Number two is redlining is not about a credit score. Okay. It is a, it is a historical government uh, structure that was done in the 1930s to now. Mm -hmm. You know, you want you want to understand redlining and, and how it was constructed. There's books that you can Google that. Number three, uh -huh. is, um, is I'm I'm a, I'm a partner Randy. Randy, there are organizations and people talking about slavery in Africa. We might not be talking about it on this show, mm -hmm. but the, but the diaspora. It's always talked about those issues, and to give you some context to what you what Randy was saying, it's true. One of the things that you see what's happening in Europe is the same thing that's happening in America. Is everybody trying to close their borders off? Uh huh. Okay. The, the, the people who are going there from the countries that were exploited in Africa, right now, are, are headed to those countries that came in and exploited. Excellent. And so, and, and so in that, 
in that, what is happening is that now those countries are saying, no, we don't want you. And and, and to give contracts to America, this. Look, look what happened to Central America and how the United States government manipulated those governments uh-huh. and currently control those governments. Uh-huh. That's why they that's why they're coming up here from Venezuela to Nicaragua to El Salvador. Okay. What I'm saying is to be backed up by books and facts. Uh-huh. And and the last thing is this. I'm gonna say this about the twelve million dollars that the, 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 the state is spending. That is a fact. Local news have said that. Now I don't know how much they break down per person. But that $20 million uh, uh, price tag mm-hmm. is, uh, has been said on local news. Yes, so, it has. And that's what I like about Randy. Randy just saying, hey, he needs some receipts. And my thing is, there are receipts. And sometimes we don't get to all the subjects, or what is subjects, because like I said, we're talking about local issues on this station. That's all I want to add to the conversation. Thank you. Uh, can you stay here with me for a minute, uh, 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 yes, Tony? You, you made a very important point that I, I don't want the listeners to. <clears throat> let go in one ear and come out the other is the old saying <sighs> Europeans have colonized the entire world right yes and they have destabilized the indigenous cultures traditions etc etc for their own economic desires correct right. okay not only in South America Africa but okay, right here in the United States, right? And so, the what's it? The PTSD, mm-hmm. <laughs> post-traumatic slave disorder, okay, mm-hmm. and whatever else you want to call it, from two or three or four hundred years of inhumane, barbaric, uncivilized treatment to exploit a people and a environment of the resources is still hanging over and you made a very important point that uh, even though these things are being addressed whichever from whatever platform it is whether it's America Africa South America Australia People, people, a lot of people don't understand how the English went to Australia and just uprooted the Aborigine and destroyed their civilization. Okay? And uh, so I hope people are understanding that you can't just fix this overnight, especially when you don't have a desire to and you're not really trying to do it. You just throw a bone out there and have everybody, you know, you know how you know how when you go to the park and feed the pigeons, you throw the food out, you drop a little pile of food out there, and the pigeons all fly out and stand on top of each other to try to get it? Yep. Okay. All right. Anything else you want to say? Uh, one last thing. Uh, the, uh, the indigenous people in this in this country, because Father Randy was saying basically as, as, as minority groups, I think it was all inclusive, but the indigenous group in this country, it ain't like the fact we don't understand us like we understand them more than most because if we understand how to how somebody came in your country and displaced you mm-hmm. and replaced you with, with, with slaves you know and, and took over your country so we understand that that's why we understand Palestinian problems because we understand that being oppressed so our, uh-huh. our connection is in the in, in the oppression in the, in the, uh, the oppression so we I have not forgot about our Disney brothers I have not forgot about our Palestinian brothers 
I ain't forgot about the Jewish people, oh. so-called Jews in uh, Israel. My thing is this. We're just saying, hey, humanity is humanity. Right. That's it. Thank you. Thank you. And that frees up a line, okay. 972 647 uh, Who do we have, Pierre? Casey Thomas on uh, line two. Good morning, Councilman Emeritus, Vice President of the State, NAACP, and you have to fill it in for me, Casey. You got you've been doing quite a few things, so just go ahead. <laughs> uh, good, good morning. Can you hear yes, we can. One to your listening audience, and thank you for inviting me on today. Uh, just wanted to, to update and give greetings from Austin, Texas, where we're having our uh, NAACP Texas uh, State Conference quarterly meeting. Okay. Uh, where we're going to be meeting with our uh, other members all across the state of Texas today. Um, ah, okay. All, I think I would be remiss if I didn't uh, acknowledge the passing of our legend, legend, the Black Eagle, Joe Madison. Okay. Joe Madison was Black Radio. He was Black Activism Radio. Okay. I listen to him uh, every morning on uh, satellite. Right. And uh, unfortunately, he has uh, gone on, but we thank him for his service, uh, not just his talkivism, but his activism. Right. He is both. Okay. So I want to take a minute and, and acknowledge that for all of your listeners who may or may not know that uh, Brother Madison had passed. Uh, uh, was he was he in Washington D.C. or something like that? He was he was actually uh, simulcast all over the country, but he was based in Washington D.C. Had been a very active right. part right. of D.C. Uh, politics had been on the D.C. Uh, I'm sorry, the Detroit NAACP Executive Committee as their executive director yeah. and okay. on the national board for over uh, 14 years. Okay. Okay, all right. Because I remember when I was in D.C., uh, I ran across him and I said, "Oh, this this gentleman here is powerful." <laughs> so, uh, yes, uh, you're absolutely correct. We want to definitely pay some tribute to him for the work he's done. Absolutely, absolutely. So we have a very important election that's okay. coming up. I want I want to start there. Go ahead. Um, for those. For those who may not know, uh, primary March primary elections are right around the corner. Okay. Less than almost less than uh, forty-five days. Okay. Early voting starts to uh, on February the twentieth. Mm -hmm. We know February nineteenth is recognized as a national holiday. Therefore, early voting starts on Tuesday, February the twentieth. Um, Monday is the very last day to register vote okay. for the March primary and then March primary election is March the 5th. You mean so, day after tomorrow, Monday? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. That is the very last day to register to vote. If okay. you want to be eligible to vote in the March 5th election, we know not in all cases because primary is the opportunity for you to vote for the candidate of your choice per party. 
there was a time where black people could not vote. They called it a white primary. Okay. White primary here in Texas, you know, since we're celebrating African American Heritage Month. Okay. Um, want to make sure that everyone knows, let's not take that for granted, that we always not only had an opportunity to vote, but did not even have an opportunity in Texas to vote in primary elections. And we know uh, in, most, in a lot of places, especially in our urban areas, mm-hmm. the candidate that is chosen from the primary oftentimes is the candidate who gets elected. So we want to make sure that we play an active role in that. Right. Uh, we're, we're partnering once again with the League of Women Voters. Okay. League of Women Voters is a powerful, nonpartisan organization that, that provides a voter guide. That voter guide has all of the candidates for each party and what they're running for and how they respond to certain questions regarding doing that particular job. Okay. So I want to encourage anyone and everyone to get a copy of the voter guide this year. They're going to have not only hard copies, they're also going to have uh, bookmarks that's going to have a QR code where you can scan that QR code electronically and it will take you to the web page where you can look and see those candidates. So that's really, really, really important. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> since you mentioned voting, uh, can, can I call you Mr. Vice President? Is that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm first Vice President. Mr. Mr. First Vice President. You know, one thing that has always disturbed me about voting is the low voter turnout percentages. 6%, 5%, 10% or whatever it is. What can the NAACP do to get those voting percentages up to where they are, say, for instance, in Europe, when they have their elections, their voting uh, turnout so much higher? Mm-hmm. Well, excellent question. Excellent question. This is something, uh, I'll serve as a big look, action chair, and I've done this since 2022. This is something that I spend a lot of time not only talking about, I mean, thinking about, but talking with other uh, uh, civil rights leaders, uh, talking with other uh, individuals who lead community-based organizations, folks around voting, and our national leadership at the NAACP. And the response that continues to come back to me is really simple. Uh-huh. Two things. Two things. One, we need to organize around issues and not around candidates. Okay. If we organize around issues, then we'll then we'll make sure that those things that are important to people that they know what those important things are, and then we can connect those issues to different levels of government. Okay. And so that's one. The other is year-round organizing. We don't need to just organize or get people registered to vote or talk about voting only at election time. We have to do it 365 days a year. Mm-hmm. That way okay. we can connect people to the local issues that are important. Mm-hmm. There's an election every six months. Every six months there's an election. Right. And so we want to make sure that we uh, can build a culture of voting and we have people who are habitual voters. I got time. I can stay around. I okay, thank you very much. And we're going to be right back with more of the most powerful show on the radio, Church Information Open Forum, with your host, the Reverend Marion Barnett Sr., where talk creates action. KNON, 89.3 FM is the station, OKNON.org. Yeah, what's up? I'm gonna kick it with mine, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it again? Here we go. 
And we're back with more of the most powerful show on the radio, the Church Information and Open Forum Show, with your host, the Reverend Marion Barnett, Sr. All right, uh, Vice President Thomas, uh, do you can you take some calls, or do you feel like taking calls? Absolutely. All right. Uh, who do we have up, Pierre? Let's bring somebody up to talk to yep. the NAACP. Uh, we have Sandra on line uh, three. Good morning, Sandra. You're talking with uh, the state vice president of the NAACP, Mr. Casey Thomas. Well, uh, I had a question for, I had a comment to make, and sure. uh, not a question for councilman. I, I could ask, where is the uh, state conference held? But that's not the what I comment I wanted to make. Sure. I, I'd like to go right ahead. Go ahead, make where, your comment. Where, where is the conference being held? Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, good, good morning, uh, former council member. Uh, good morning. Uh, it's actually a quarterly meeting, and we're doing it virtual. Uh, those who are in person are here in Austin, but we are. Uh, it was sent out to branch secretaries and president to share with their members so they could uh, participate virtually. And how do you get on? Um, the link. Uh, are you a member of the uh, Dallas branch currently? No. Or, okay. I, I say that because the secretary, the, the link was sent to the secretary and the secretary mm-hmm. and the president and the secretary sent it out to the general membership. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Is there anything else? Well, I had a comment to make. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. You know, uh, Tony uh, mentioned that uh, <clears throat> we have uh, elected officials that, that call into KMN, and, and uh, Casey Thomas is one of them, and Jasmine and Maxie uh, Johnson. But what's important is that Dallas <clears throat> can dispute what they say, and that's important in this in this radio show. And I would like to say that that Maxie Johnson was correct in his um, statement that he made last week, and I'd like to apologize. What we did not know when I called in is that we did not know that DISD changed its name-changing policy. They changed it to put the onerous onto the principal on the principal, not the school board members. And it was changed like in um, uh, in uh, two years ago. It was changed. And that uh, most of the time, the principal of the school uh, is an out-of-state person. They don't even know the history of Dallas, much less the history of the community. And we cannot hold our elected officials accountable. So therefore, what we have to do now is to get the school board to reverse that policy and we are going to have to file a lawsuit to do that so we are now taking um um support and collections for uh hiring uh an attorney we've uh, got one that we really really want we hope that we can afford him so that we can change it and a lot of times people say well you know why are you why are you 
waste time on something like the name of a building. Everybody has a different perspective of everything, and, and there are experts in different things. We have to work together. And so you can't diss me because I want to do history and I don't want to do the unions or I don't want to do a uh, housing industry. You see what I'm saying? So don't okay. diss me because I'm interested in history. I'm a history major. I am very, very uh, historical. And I think that uh, history allows us to know where we're going. So okay. I thank you very much. All right. That clears the line for call and comment, 972-647-1893. Remember, this is Pledge Drive. Your tax-deductible pledges are what keep this show on the air. And we got some goodies for you if you pledge. You can also pledge on Caps, Cash App, uh, dollar sign, capital K-N-O-N, radio, dollar sign, capital K-N-O-N-R-A-D-I-O. Uh, uh Mr. Thomas, because I keep forgetting what all your titles are. <laughs> oh, no problem. No problem. Uh, tell us something else about what the NAACP as an organization is doing to help uh, address the issues of the African-American community. Yeah, well, you know, first of all, uh, I don't think many people know the, the actual mission statement of the NAACP um, has changed. It, it, the, the method and the purpose hasn't changed, but the mission statement has changed. Let me read the mission statement, if, if that's okay. Sure. The mission statement says, our mission is to achieve equity, political rights, and social inclusion by advancing policies and practices that expand human and civil rights, eliminate discrimination uh, for people of color, uh, African-American and people of color in particular. That's why the organization exists. And you know, I think uh, if people, what, one of the things that, that, you know, since I've been, you know, involved at the state level, one thing that I've come to see is a lot of people are upset with the NAACP or disappointed with the NAACP because they expect the NAACP to be the be all and end all when it comes to the African American community. And so that's why I wanted to make sure I read the mission statement, make sure people know what the mission of the mission statement of the organization is. And that way there will not be an assumption in terms of, you know, they're not doing this or they're not doing that. But once you understand what the mission statement is, then and we focus on the mission, which is around equity in, in many, many different capacities. Um, we know the NAACP is known for uh, its work in terms of in the court system, and that's through our, through the, our legal defense fund. Mm -hmm. But then also, you have different committees that lead work on housing discrimination, on employment discrimination, uh, education, equity, and a and, and variety of, of, of things. So I want to make sure, and I thank you for giving me this space, to make sure we can clear up any misperceptions, we can address any uh, any concerns, and I challenge and charge everyone that's listening, join your local branch. I know you have listeners all over the Metroplex. You have listeners in Fort Worth. You have you listeners in Tarrant County. You have listeners in Dallas County. You probably have listeners in parts of East Texas. Join your local branch. I learned this a few years ago. You can't change anything from the outside. 
join your local branch. Challenge, support first your leadership. And if the local leadership, the local branch president, and if you feel you can't support that branch president and you feel like you have the skills, knowledge to be an effective leader, then run for office. And so, you know, <laughs> Superman is not coming. Superman not even breathing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, that's funny. Superman's not coming and he's not even real. And so we've got to get out of this Messiah Superman mentality. We have to be our own heroes, right. first for our family, then for our community. Right. There's, a lot, there's a lot of work to do. I'm going to tell you something that's missing, training. You know, we've had a number of police brutality incidents, but when those incidents happened, we were not ready to organize, ready to mobilize, because we had got comfortable for so long it didn't feel like protesting and demonstrating was necessary. So we need to go back to the basics and teach people how to organize. We need to go back to block by block, knocking on doors, mm -hmm. talking to our community, okay, and surveying our community to find Ready, out e -E. what is Ready, what e -E. it. Hold on, let me pick you something to eat. Our community and how can we address those issues of concern. Okay, yeah, because uh, I was talking to a person yesterday and they were saying that well, when people call in who are elected officials and representatives of organizations such as, you know, council people or whatever and whatever and, and perhaps even yourself, I need to be more, how can I say it, I need to drill down more into what the person or whatever organization is actually doing for the community, its members, and et cetera. So, uh, I, I preface that question by saying, now, you mentioned some things. Now, say, for instance, housing. What is the NAACP? And somebody's cooking breakfast back there. I, I'll be over your house as soon as I get off the uh, <laughs> off the radio show. I'm head straight to your house eat some of them scrambled eggs. I like some scrambling. <laughs> uh, what, does, uh, what does the NAACP what can what if I need housing? How can the NAACP help me get housing? Well, the NAACP, and that's where it goes back to the mission. The NAACP's role is not to help someone get housing. Okay, they may members may be willing to assist in that area, but housing discrimination and housing equity. If you're trying to okay. get an apartment, or if you feel like you know your uh. A, uh, they go in and they want to evaluate and appraise your house. Mm -hmm. You feel like because you're black, your appraisal is different than you would complete a complaint form. Okay. And then someone with the NAACP would get back with you okay. on that. The other thing is the NAACP branch is not a, they do not provide lawyers. They may say, hey, you can contact the list of these lawyers, but they do not do actually legal work. Okay. If you're a member, a part of the legal defense fund. And oftentimes, and as a former branch president, I was president of Dallas uh, back in 2007, people would come to me or come to the branch and want us to defend them in court. We can go with you mm -hmm. no, as an advocate, but okay. we're not trained as right. attorneys to right. do that work. And so, you know, these misconceptions, and once again, this gives us the opportunity 
to clear a lot of misperceptions that right. people have mm-hmm. about the NAACP. It's an advocacy organization. Okay. Yeah, because a lot of people still associate uh, Thurgood Marshall and the things that were done back then with the NAACP, and you're saying uh, in in this era, uh, the mission statement has redefined some of that stuff. Yes. Okay. Uh, you feel like taking another call? Absolutely. All right. Who can we bring up, uh, Pierre? All right. Uh, we have Yolanda on the line four. Yolanda. She got disconnected a little bit. Right. Ago. Yolanda, you're back with us. Hello? Yolanda. She's on. Can, can, Yolanda? Uh, we don't hear Pierre. Yolanda. Okay. We don't hear Pierre. Let's go somebody else. Yeah, let's go to uh, line one uh, with Roy. Okay. Good morning, Roy. Good morning, Roy. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing, young man? Well, I'm doing. I don't know how young I am, but I'm still doing. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this is Rep. Malt. Okay. I talked to you once before, and I couldn't get you last week. Okay. But you're on a good subject, uh, Black History uh, Month, and uh, you mentioned uh, 1600. The slave masters said that black skin was nasty, all right? And it's mighty funny to me if black skin was nasty, why did they rape our black women? You know? And they messed up uh, the children. You had children to come here, half breed. And it's still happening right today. And I want to say this, too. For the young black people that belongs to a white congregation, uh-huh. They're not going to learn anything about black history because the white pastor is not going to teach anything on black history. And I've been watching that for years, every Sunday morning, you know, during the Black History Month. Nothing is being said about blacks. And it, things is covered up, but it's still here. It ain't going nowhere. Still here. And there we'll be getting a 1960, I bought a 1960 Impella. The police stopped me. Uh-huh. Boy, how did you get this car? I told him I work every day. Don't get smart, boy. I get smart, you ask me a question. That's right. What are you talking about? So you ask me a question. I work every day, and I bought this car. Right. Because I work for a white man just like you. Right. Amen. And he takes the payment out of my check every week. Okay. You know. <laughs> So it's still here. They still don't don't want you around them. They they put on a smile and put on a false face, but they really don't care anything about you. It's still the same way today. So, so you wasn't trying to get his daughter. Is that what you're saying? Huh? You weren't trying to get his daughter. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> You know, that's that the myth they they oh you black man, you know, after our women no, 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 hold on bro. No, we just no, you know, we, we you no, know some of us don't even want to go on that side of town. We just want to have the same things, same options yeah. on our side of town that you have on your side of town. Yeah, but see, if you're skin black, they don't want you to look like them prosperity. Oh. If they live in the 
and a two-story big house, a four hundred. Uh, $500,000 home. They don't want you living out there like that. Well, we don't want to live on your side of town. We want to live on our side of town in a nice house. Stay on our side of town. Uh, like they say, if you want to find black folks, go across the track. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, Mr. Thomas, you got anything you want to add to that or you want to respond to that or whatever? Casey, you still there? Okay, I guess she's... Okay. Okay, Casey, Casey's back. Okay. He's back on line two. Casey, can you hear us? Yeah, uh, I said not at all. Okay, all right. All right, let's go to the next call, Pierre. That frees up a line, 972-647-1893. Um, remember, it's still Pledge Drive. You can pledge with Cash App. You can call in. And talk to Red Ghost. And uh, you can go online and pledge at KNON.org. We need your tax-deductible pledge to keep this show coming. And we're going to be right back after this break for the most powerful show on the radio, the Church Information Open Forum Show, with your host, the Reverend Marion Barnett Sr. on KNON.org or 89.3 FM. Yeah, what's up? It's I'm gonna kick it with mine, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it like Here we go. Well, it's time to make that change. People of the world today are fading. All right, we're back for our final segment of the most powerful show on the radio, the Church Information Open Forum Show with your host, the Reverend Marion Barnett Sr., where talk creates action. Uh, Casey, you still there? Yes, sir. Okay, let's talk to Deputy Mayor Pro Tem Carolyn Arnold, and we're going to see what this coffee tastes like when we get through adding this cream and this sugar. (laughs) 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 Doctor, Deputy Mayor Pro Tem, good morning. Uh, Pierre. Click, hit her on. She's there. Yes, she's on 91. Okay. Deputy Mayor Pro Tem, can you hear me? Uh, she's on. Hello. Deputy Mayor Pro Tem, can you hear me? Hello. Uh, no, I don't think we have them. She, Who we have? We have Ike? Sound like Ike. She just texted me. Hold on, Leon. She just texted me and said, uh, She's calling in, and y'all just hung up on her phone. Okay, during players' drive, sometimes we get a little confused here. In the meantime, who do we have, Pierre? Okay. Okay, so... Councilwoman uh, Carol Arnold is, ba- is uh, back on line four. Three. three, three. three. Councilwoman, did Mayor Pro Tem, you there? Yes, yes, sir. Good morning. Okay, we're talking with... Uh, the state vice president for the NAACP, Mr. Casey Thomas. So yes, I've been listening. So I, this is what I want to chime in on because, you know, this is something that Reverend Barnett really encourages uh, us to do mm-hmm. as elected officials. And it's just as, as, as you are doing and as he's always done, providing a service to this community. Thank and you. So that's that I called this morning in the same vein. Mm-hmm. Number one, uh, we appreciate uh, the work that Council Member 
Thomas continues to do. I'm sorry, uh, council member. You, normally, we we probably stay with that title forever. <laughs> That's okay. But, uh, <laughs> That's fine. Uh, He's got a lot of stuff going. Yeah. Of, of NAACP mm -hmm. because the work is pretty much the same. I mean, it's still public service. Right. So those those the mission of the NAACP mirrors well, where we are in the city in terms of equity. Right. And that's, that's our focus. But the advocacy, we need more muscle as we continue to fight. Mm -hmm. And as stated, our biggest challenge that we have, no matter what, you always have the folks who want to muscle up from the outside to attack but don't want to work from in to support right. the framework, the infrastructure, so we can overcome some of the obstacles. And so where we are now, I just want to remind those who are listening that Dallas is working on two major uh, impacts that impact the element of equity mm -hmm. uh, and support organizations that help us get our goals, such as I would say I do, NAACP. So let me just talk, number one, about the budget. Sure. Uh, I'm sorry, bond, the billion-dollar bond. Okay. That we are going to vote on in May mm -hmm. that addresses, and we're attempting, I know I'm trying to do that, make sure that we're in, uh, impacting those areas that, that have been underserved and underutilized for years. And so we're dealing with a billion point two five bond mm -hmm. that okay. all of us are going to end up paying for down the road as we age and our, our family members will do that. Okay. So we are finalizing efforts in the areas of housing, parks, uh, infrastructure, environmental. Uh, those are some of the major areas. And so we were just, uh, on Wednesday, we wrapped up preliminarily uh, the allocations that we would like to see go to the voters. Now, the council members were also given, uh, through this budget, an additional $5 million for district-specific projects. And mm -hmm. so different council members will be focusing on the needs uh, in their community that will long-term affect equity. Uh -huh. Bond is a product. It doesn't go for minor uh, changes. I shouldn't say minor changes. Minor projects. Normally, they're major projects that will have a life term of at least 20 years or more. So I know I have put money into some of my parks. I have new for my constituents. We'll post that but all council members, everyone that's listening, if you have a council member in the city of Dallas, you should begin to find out more within the next couple of days what their proposed allocations are because we're going to vote on that. So I would simply say my areas have been with the role of Paris, Crest <coughs> area, uh, Peace Park area, Glendale Park uh, area, Tama Park. I, I put, put a, a lot of of, of that money, and you're getting $5 million doesn't go far, but just to put the groundwork in on some of these communities. We mm -hmm. also focus on historic 10th Street, where we're, we do have money now in terms of roads and, uh, I'm sorry, street upgrades and some home repair, but we're trying to put in a, the bones for a cultural facility, because I want to make sure we preserve that history. I think I heard someone talk to me about history, and that's why I'm focusing on I did the, rename, the renaming of coming Rec Center to Hiawatha Williams uh, because of his impact. I want long-term for us to know what he has done for this city as well as Roland G. Parrish. 
and the history is going to be very interesting as we continue to pass it down the road. So what we want you to, to be prepared for that May vote. Uh, we have to finalize that, then I'll come back on the air if I'm able to do that. And then last but not least is the charter review. That is the Bible, if you will, of this city. And so we need people to stay woke on that. We also will be voting on that, I believe, it's in November. But with the language that we have with the charter, the city manager has been authorized to run the day-to-day affairs of this city. He or she does the hiring and firing. Council members can hire or fire the city manager. The mayor cannot fire the city manager. A single council member cannot fire the city manager. I can say, and Mr. Casey Thomas has had this experience, Mr. T.C. Broadnax, who is our city manager, is the city manager who brought in, ushered in this whole new conversation around equity. Mm -hmm. And so when I hear folks attack him, this is the man who's helping us get some of the funds and programs that we need in the southern sector. Mm -hmm. So we don't want to continue to, you know, cut our own throat as we talk about advocacy and equity. Mm -hmm. And so we are focused on educating individuals so we don't go backwards. There are some who are trying to implement a strong mayor concept in this city. And they're trying to go through the back door. We Mm. need a democratic system where people are free. When they come to that council, you're not tied, died, and laid to the side behind (laughs) a title that you're trying to get. You need to be free. If you allow a mayor to appoint, in this case, his or her own deputy mayor pro tem and mayor pro tem, you got a problem. Yes, Right now, mayor Mm. pro tem and deputy mayor pro tem as outlined and that charter comes from the power and the support of council members. And right. it is an honor to serve. I believe as uh, uh, President, Vice President Thomas knows he yes, served as Mayor Pro Tem. So mm-hmm. I want us to pay attention to what's really going on. Mm-hmm. There's nothing worse than jealousy and envy. It's not going to get us anywhere. Mm-mm. We need to put those immature behaviors aside. Amen. Don't give up hope. Can you say that one more time? Say that one more time. <laughs> we've, been in, we've, been in, we've been in the hot seat. We know there, there are days when it doesn't matter who you are. No one will like you. But we're not here to be liked. We're here to serve. Okay. So that I would support uh, Vice President Thomas also in that vein. This is a service. It's a calling. This is not a popularity contest. Mm-hmm. You're not getting rich off of this. Sure ain't. I mean, you don't get any extra years on your lives uh-uh. because of this. This is something that you have to be called to do. So I, so I appreciate and I'm honored by those who continue to support us as we try to serve uh, in this city. And I know it's an honor for me to be in District 4 position. It's an honor for me to have been uh, selected as Mayor Pro Tem and Deputy Mayor Pro Tem. But besides the title... It is about the work, and, and the work speaks for itself. And so I'm honored even to be on this show this morning because I know that Pastor Barnett has long supported, and uh, he is a District 4 resident, but he's long supported input from the elected officials, mm-hmm. public service officials, so that our people will be empowered with education, information, and we must stay woke. And let's not make the minor things major. We need to keep the major things major and the minor things minor. And right now, we're in trouble. And so if we're not concerned enough 
and we can't and woke enough to realize that we are under attack. And, and council member, uh, president elect, uh, vice president, can tell you from the state side with the with the removal of diversity. We are now having to watch the language that we're putting in our bond package. As I try to advocate for equity in the language, we're being told that we have to get clear clearance from the AG for Texas, and we already on, know right. they don't want any equity, diversity funding in this city or state. So we have to stay woke, and folks have to get to that poll to vote. So thank you for allowing me to share, and thank you, uh, Vice President Thomas, for your continued service, and thank you, Mr. Leon, for allowing me to elaborate this morning, and I'm just going to continue to focus on empowerment, education, and stay woke, and get to the polls to vote when we call on you to do that, and it's always about a vote to take care of those inequities that we are experiencing, because we don't have a one life, and this is it. So thank you so very much. Stay woke and call us if you need us. This report, Chester Bill Foster, 214-670-0780, or District 4 at Dallas.gov. I appreciate that. If you have a question for me, I'll answer. If not, I'll, I'll hang up. Okay. Uh, go ahead, Casey. Can I, can I respond to that real quick? Go ahead. Just real quick. Different uh, Man Pro Tim, that bill that passed, only relate as far as diversity, equity, inclusion only relate to offices of higher education. There is nothing in the legislation that prevents any municipality from prioritizing equity. Okay. All right. So Anything else? To know that, and if it's anybody in any agency that you talk to, if anyone said that you need to talk with the agency, give me a call, and I can verify that if you're still listening. Thank you, Leon. Okay. All right, do you have any more uh, callers, Pierre? Yeah, Ike is in line uh, four. Uh, good morning, Ike. Morning, how y'all doing? We doing, how you doing? All right, I was just wanted to kind of piggyback off of what Councilwoman Arnold was saying. Mm -hmm. uh, the Charter Review Board Commission, and it is in session as we speak, Mm -hmm. It has been in session since October, and it will run to May. And the amendments that are being put in are by professional lobbyists. Okay. It's, it's, uh, let me see, well, well, I just put it like this. Former uh, people that's been in government, such as city council members, uh, council representatives in Texas, all these people are part of this the makeup of this Charter Review Commission. Mm hmm Okay. And they got everything from changing your election day from May to November, removing the deputy pro tem and the mayor pro tem out of the city's government in Dallas and changing the plan commission of where they're going to circumvent uh, 14 and 1. All this is going on right now in the planning commission. You can go online, call your, your uh, council member, and ask for the link of the information for the next meeting. It's going to be this Tuesday. Okay. Six. It's Tuesday the six at six thirty. So, so what you're saying is these changes are going to be implemented in the charter if we're not on top of it. Is that what you mean? Well. Let me, let me explain how it goes. Okay. The commissioners 
listen to the changes and they make recommendations to the city council people and okay. in return the city council people will vote on it whether to put it on the, the ballot or do they just push it through okay to put it on the, on the November ballot okay so all these changes are in it, it, it's stuff on there about 10th Street historical 10th Street Planning Commission some of everything that goes on with your everyday living okay and there's no it's not a lot of publicity about it because it's running under the radar okay you got millionaires you got you got people that used to be on the city council that didn't like how things go that they didn't get to push through that's trying to get another bite at the apple oh okay okay so I'm trying to get people to understand this is very important okay because when you start talking about moving the election date from May to November you're you're interrupting a lot of elderly people that like to go vote right. on Saturday right. and make them vote on Super Tuesday or uh, some Tuesday in November. Mm -hmm. I know you're out of time, but thank you for taking my call and y'all have a great day. Yeah, well, I, we want to thank you for your consistent advocacy for those who don't have the, a voice. And you've done it consistently, and we appreciate you here. And this is another reason why this show is so important because people like Ike can call in and they can put out some things that, you know, maybe you weren't aware of because you don't have the opportunity that Ike has to be as involved as he is. But he calls into this show regularly and he talks about things that are going to benefit his community. So thank you very much, Ike. And we got a couple of minutes, Pierre. Do we ha we take one more call? Or what do you want us to do? All right. We we still have uh, Caroline uh, Arnold in line uh, three, and otherwise it's uh, already nine o'clock. Okay. Uh, three seconds. Uh, all right. So who's that green beeping light? Hello. Uh, go okay. ahead, Council, uh, Deputy Mayor. <laughs> well, actually, I guess there must have been a double call. I just I've already spoken. I just wanted yeah. To make okay. Sure I said quickly. Just quickly to the response to the council member Thomas, the attorneys are the ones who guide the conversation at City Hall. So they're the ones who will submit the language for review to the attorney general and they will determine, as they've told me, whether or not we can use equity in any of our provisions for the bond. Thank you so very much. Have a great weekend and remember to stay woke. Yeah. I'll, I'll call the city attorney on Monday, but I just wanted to say in regard to that, I thank you for your service. It didn't say, he didn't say he represents District 4 on the Charter Review Commission. And so we definitely right. need to stay involved in that. Thank you, Leon, for your time. All right. That's it. From the most powerful show on the radio, thank you, uh, ladies and gentlemen. And we'll be back next week. And I got to get out of the way and make room for the workers' beat with Gina Bonnie.